This program may include depictions of health conditions that could be distressing for certain listeners. The views expressed in this program belong solely to the individuals featured and do not represent the opinions of Himalaya Wellness Company or GeoSav. It is important to note that this program is not intended to defame any individual, entity, caste, community, race or religion, nor to disparage any institution or person, whether living or deceased. It should be understood that this program is not a replacement for professional medical advice. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The House of Wellness, Season 2. Powered by Himalaya Wellness Company. Streaming on Geo Savan. Welcome to the House of Wellness, powered by Himalaya Wellness Company. Himalaya is one of the leading global herbal healthcare brands that has been harnessing the science of Ayurveda since the 1930s. We are present in over 100 countries, spreading the promise of wellness in every home and happiness in every heart to millions of homes around the globe. Welcome to the House of Wellness Season 2, a podcast powered by Himalaya Wellness Company. This season, we embark on a journey exploring the various facets of holistic wellness through our conversations with influential personalities from the health, sports and social sectors. Each episode focuses on a specific theme, such as mindfulness, sustainable living, nutrition and mental health, uncovering insights into leading a balanced and holistic lifestyle. House of Wellness Season 2 is designed to empower you with knowledge and inspiration, making wellness a fundamental part of your journey. Tune in to embark on a healthier and happier life. I'm Charu Sharma and today I'm delighted to talk to 6.83 or 6.70 if you prefer. And if you know your athletics, it is the only lady in India who won a World Championship of Athletics bronze medal. Nobody has ever done that again. And of course, she not only has done all of that, she's a Padma Shri. And apart from that, she is also now a leading coach who has done very well and also a senior vice president of the Athletics Federation of India. What has she not done in this fantastic life of hers? Welcome, Anju Bobby George. Charu, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. It's been a fabulous journey of yours. And of course, we go back a long way. Let me take you back to your early days. In India, the world of sport had progressed but what was the scenario in terms of understanding the body and the mind and nutrition in the days that you were beginning to compete at the higher levels? Of course, uh, a sports person's career starts from their mother's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> yes. So initial stages, see, no one was there to teach us what to eat. Not like today. So it was our mother and what she cooks, we eat. I can say my mother, she exactly know what to give for a sports person. And see, every time, whenever I come back from school, the ragi was the first one. I, was, I used to cry a lot. But now I know why she used to give that for me. Every menu, she's having a routine. So boiled eggs, I don't like. This ragi, I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> but I have to eat that. She was forcing me to eat. See, you are going to a good uh, athlete. Till 10th, I was in the first bench. I was the shortest girl in the class. <laughs> and Hard to believe. Yeah. So after 10, I started growing like a giant. And everybody was asking, what do you eat? 
Ragi. Ragi. Yeah. So that was my initial stages, and then after becoming an international athlete, there were many. Um, even Bobby, he was very strict with me, and he know exactly what to give and uh, what not to eat. So I was fortunate enough to get. my mother bobby again but now see things are changing and uh, for a good athlete there will be some nutritionist and uh, they they can help them and the athletes actually they are learning a lot now and even the system is also supporting them a lot yeah i wonder if uh, because ragi and eggs are still very useful <laughs> yes. i wonder if that is what you use because you also run an academy but let's stay with nutrition uh, do you think that had science been more expanded in your time you might have actually done better because of better nutrition are you now in your own camp regime in uh, yeah and along with of course the rest of the athletics federation are you following more globally accepted universal practices of nutrition and what is is the new now yeah definitely i'm also very much involved in that and recently i did my saliva test gene test wow so in that it's just like your horoscope and it's revealing a lot so i was just surprised to see all these things see i lost my prime time see nowadays athletes actually if you if you can do that so rightly you can choose what all you need to eat and what all you need to avoid and future what all can we expect so otherwise you athletes actually used to like blindly eat all the vitamins and what all available in the market they used to eat but here knowing yourself and eating the right thing is something different and that is what now athletes are doing yeah i think that's a very important point because everybody is built differently and you can't have the same for everybody you can't you know tar everybody with the same brush what about supplements though because in the past i'm sure they were limited now there's such a wide array of supplements do you recommend that and and, and of course there may be different supplements required for different kinds of athlete because Again, even there, in athletics there's so many disciplines yes there are two ways uh, some of them don't take supplements but the some of them are actually what all we need our body we need to supply but uh, according to me see athletics especially it is uh, the toughest event and every day we are testing our body it's not a machine so there will be some wear and tears and we need to replace and we need to repair that so vitamins is essential for your body and but you need to rightly choose what to eat and what not to eat mm, we'll get into injuries later yes, because yes. such an important part of a sports person yes. particularly but just staying with nutrition now in an average day for an average person what would you recommend as the mantra for good nutrition there's some things that should just not be eaten some things that should be eaten and you know you, as a normal person for a normal person what would be your advice to lead a holistic balanced kind of nutrition lifestyle yeah as i said you don't need to eat everything first you need to go for a blood check and what all uh, deficiency you have you need to supply and certain things actually like uh, protein and certain things actually after a certain age you have to follow that don't take anything like for a prolonged period so take break take break so that's the mantra see it's you and your body and if you love your body you have to maintain your body and see your hair your skin and everything should be happy see that's the appearance <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i think i'm pretty happy but <laughs> we'll see anju what about vegetarianism versus non vegetarianism do you have a stand on that or you think vegetarians can be equally superior athletes without really resorting to any kind of meat there are many good athletes from the vegetarian side also but almost i think every every athlete uh, 
they are turning into non vegetarians because protein is uh, from the vegetables it's very less what we are getting so most of the athletes are turning into non vegetarians so let's get into the physical side of life because i mean as a sports person there's so much training so much hard work so much sacrifice and there's also overtraining people yes. could overtrain and yes. get injured so is there a scientific development of how much one must train and the whole concept of going to the gym or other kinds of exercises there's so much in the world out there what do you currently prefer and what was there in your time when you were training see overtraining is a dangerous part in a sport someone's career so till a certain age we cannot specialize in one event you have to do lot of uh, events and then later stages choose one event so that's the right thing what we can do and shyly see especially our athlete she's very young a 19 year old just like in natural we are keeping her and without exposing her too much without uh, giving hard training but still she is doing better so nowadays as i said athletes have a lot of opportunities and the science evolved a lot and we know athletes know coaches know what not to do and what what should do see sports is always it's a science actually it's complete science Good question. I don't know how deeper, <laughs> how, how much deeper we should get into that. Yeah. But by the way, I want to let everyone know that Shelly Singh is an Anju trainee, and she has already done six seventy-six. Now they're all going to the Asian Games. What are your expectations? Very quickly from Shelly, is is yeah, <laughs> is there a, in terms of the distances that they jump now? Do you think she is a medal contender? She's leading. She's Fantastic. leading. So we we can expect. But she's still after I don't know how many years. I don't want to give your age away. Uh, has not hit six eighty three. So will she get there? And is that a, a distance that can win her medals at the world level? Uh, that's what Bobby is saying. She should cross six eighty three very soon, and she will do that. And see, long jump, especially in India, our athletes are doing really well now in both the sessions, men and women. True. And this coming Olympics, we can expect. some good news from jumping pit uh, yeah, that's well, my, uh, my dream <laughs> well, let's just take her to the asian games first let's win yes. some medals and get to the olympics so asian games definitely men and women they are going to do better good news fantastic news okay let's talk about the mechanics of the long jump i don't think enough people understand how technical a long jump is because i mean where you start you the whole run up the acceleration the leap there's so many aspects to long jump what was your process of learning what was the most difficult part in becoming a world leading long jumper see world is not fair always there are dark side and there are good side so i was in the good side so without taking any drugs without taking any extra boosters my strength was my technique so my running technique and my jumping technique was perfect that's why i could do i could beat others those who are coming with all these bad substances and see long jump for a normal person it's just a running and jumping but it's not that it's highly scientific highly technical on the runway we need to control the entire body even our fingers even our small small group of muscles this is like flight uh, we have to control <laughs> <laughs> after certain um, meters we have to lift and that ankle should be proper and the the landing too la- yeah, landing so is last, yeah, last. <laughs> <laughs> so everything even running our high knee our everything actually from ground from the bottom to top everything should be perfect then only we will get a effective take off and of course the fear of a foul jump because there are so many long jumpers who unfortunately even at the highest level with so much of training foul all three all six jumps so it just you know the average person can't understand but 
please explain to us the difficulty in knowing exactly inch to inch your run up and still there are foul jumps now it must prey on one's mind it must not you fall. never must ask not me why i never digested a 7 meter jump i did many times <laughs> <laughs> even in competition even in training many times but never i got a valid jump so this foul is always someone's like a nightmare nightmare <laughs> Even in World Championship, I cross seven meters. Even in World Athletic Final, I cross seven meters. One or two, two centimeters, you fall. Not centimeter, two millimeter. Oh. <laughs> two millimeter foul, yes. Which brings us to the mental aspect of sport and of life. Because even in the long jump, there's so much visualization of every step, of everything that you do in the long jump. You were talking about it. So the mental component of training, of excelling, talk to us about that because... There are possibilities that people don't achieve their potential because mentally they're not strong enough. Is that true? Can you imagine a person doing any event, long jump or any event, standing in the middle of that track alone, representing your country? With thousands of people thousand, shouting. Yeah. Thousands of people and the entire world is watching you and you have to deliver your best. What are the policies or should we say the training methodologies that you follow with your trainees now in terms of better preparing them mentally to go and perform the task to their ability? See, uh, as an athlete, I experienced a lot throughout my career. I experienced a lot. And as a coach, Bobby, he also experienced a lot. So for Shaili, I am acting as a mentor and Bobby is her coach. See, I know what we can expect during a bigger competition and what ways we can expect and what precautions we need to take. See, during my World Championship, Paris World Championship, where I got the medal, after my fourth jump, someone has taken my check mark and I was jumping from a blind spot and still I got a medal. So I said, since this kind of incidents happened to me, so you should be very Make sure your conscious. mark is... Yeah, exactly, in. that happened to her also. Oh. Somebody shifted but, a mark? Yes. That's but ridiculous. she was ready for that. With my experience, I explained her what to do and she was ready for that. Well, I'm glad. I hope she's learned the technique of yes. where your marker is. <laughs> so let's get into the whole concept of mindfulness, of being in this meditative state when you have to perform your best. Because, I mean, there's one thing to be agitated and aggressive, but also you have to be at great peace with yourself. And be is calm. that calm? Are there techniques that you follow, maybe yoga or breathing or whatever else? I was not doing actually anything, but through my everyday training, I was just getting that thing. Uh, because see, when we, you are on the runway, many will be like around and we need to shut your ears, like you need to shut your eyes and just concentrate on that mark and uh, where you need to land. So that's a technique actually. Without teaching or without knowing, we are learning that. But now, are you but focusing now, on it? Yes, we are giving mental training and support for most of the athletes. Actually, they are taking that, yes. Well, it's not just for competition, but also to lead your life on a regular, ordinary day. One needs to be very mindful, one needs to be confident, one needs to know where one is. What's your advice in that area where people just get more comfortable with who they are? See, we are in front of the screen for such a long time and fast moving things. And even in traffic also, we have to be patient. So in everyday life, we are facing those kind of challenges and keeping us calm is an art. We have to work with your mind and work with your brain. And we can just teach, but doing, experiencing that's yourself. That part you have to do. See, 
this is our life. You should decide where to go. You can uh, worsen it or you can enjoy your life. That is your decision. See, it's always not money or always uh, uh, your fame or anything. You need to find time for yourself also. Success means different things to different people. Yes. It's not only an achievement in yes. your own sphere. But let's get to exercise. I'm sure you had a certain routine when you were competing. Now, have things changed drastically in terms of exercise? Do you recommend a lot of gymming? Are you individually now? Are you happy with freehold calisthenics? What, what do you do to maintain your physical calm? Yes. So I do exercise and I'm not getting time every day, but whenever I get time and after 40, you need to take care of your muscles. The muscle decay will start at after 25 or something. So you have to How do you know maintain. what after 40 means? I'm just kidding. <laughs> After 40 minutes, yeah, everybody's <laughs> life, you have to face that challenge. So after 40, 40 is actually, I can say that that's uh, for everybody's Tipping life. Point. Yes. <laughs> so after 40, you have to be very careful. Don't suddenly go and do some vigorous exercise that will end up injury. Better you take someone's advice and with the proper trainer, you have to start. Some people actually, they are focusing on their cardio exercise. And some people like me are more into gym anaerobic things. Yes. Quickly touching on warming up and cooling down. What are your policies there? Because as you just said, it's very important not just jump into something. For me, it was one hour warm up before the event. And it, there are different steps. But for a normal person, before going for any activities, you have to warm up your body properly and you have to stretch your body. And after workout, you need to make it cool. This is actually three phase. Uh, warm up, do exercise and cool down. You have to do. And any uh, special cool down techniques that you now teach your... Depends on your workout, what you're doing. After vigorous, uh, heavy weight training, you cannot do proper stretching. Then again, see, muscles are actually in a tense position. And if you do stretching, it's like... Snap. Uh, snap, yes. Ooh, we don't want that happening. <laughs> so Anju, from your mother's kitchen and ragi and eggs, let's move on to the modern world of dieting because there are 500 options out there. What do you make of all of this and, and what would your advice be to people in terms of this wide, wild, I think somewhat misunderstood world of dieting? Yes, why they are going behind diet just to reduce their weight. And for me, it is not looking like lean is good. What you are eating healthy is good. And see, I am also taking uh, advice from uh, my nutritionist and all the athletes are also taking. And what your body is not accepting, you have to avoid See, I was taking coffee throughout my career. And now after this gene test, I found out that uh, coffee, not coffee is not good for me. Oh, good. I'm glad we had tea outside just now. <laughs> yes. Uh, is tea okay for you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so these kind of things, which is not acceptable by your body, you have to avoid. And there are ways to find out, uh, as you said, through these tests, what yes. agrees with you, what does not yes, agree with yes, you. Yes, yes. Nutritionist can rightly guide you what you have to eat, the quantity. And see, I don't think, see, every time you need to measure and eat. And see, I am allergic to gluten also. So I stopped eating gluten. So such kind of things. And of course, overeating is not good, not advisable. Yeah, I used to overeat like and mad see, when I was again, younger. Again, one more thing. See, region-wise, your food is actually designed for you. See, eating wheat, sometimes it's not advisable. And red rice, for a North Indian, maybe not advisable because of the region and the weather and everything. It's related, actually. Gets into your DNA. Yes, and becomes a DNA. part of who you are. Yes. Yeah. I'm also going to move into another area which is important for everybody, leave alone athletes. 
the whole stress, not just of competition, but of life itself. Hmm. So do you have a few mantras and you now teach your uh, trainees as well how to keep away from stress? Because stress, you can't see, feel, touch, you can't smell. You know, it comes from anywhere, but it has to be kept away. And what are your that mantras? Is, that's developing by yourself. If you don't want to take something, just avoid it. And if you don't want to listen to somebody, avoid that. So all the positive things you just absorb. absorb and negative things just avoid. So that's what we need to learn in your life. Anju, listen, it's been a pleasure as always learning your own story or once again mm -hmm. hearing your own story and learning new things. We have a small rapid fire session. Like. So I hope you're ready for that. Remember, <laughs> short questions, very short answer. Are you ready? Let's yes, go for yes, it. Let's go. What is the one exercise that you best love? I like squat. squats. Yes. We'll take that. The one thing you do or did before you compete, the one thought that you have, the one thought before your jump. I have to cross seven meters. That is my dream always. <laughs> Give us your one role model. Could be from any sphere, anybody. I don't like that concept because oh. be your own role model while you are searching someone outside. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> well said. Your number one go-to method for recovering after heavy exercise. A long call bath after every training. <laughs> ah, I need, we need one right now. <laughs> okay, last one. Can you sum up your overall holistic wellness mantra? See, my wellness mantra, drink a lot of water. Ah, yeah. Because everywhere I go, in terms of any medical interference that is required in my life, the first thing people say is, you need to drink more water. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before, but you're so right. It's it's a very important mantra. I'm always mantra. carrying a two-liter bottle ah. with me. So that's my target. But I've heard that you can also maybe have a problem with drinking too much water. Is See, that correct? one more thing I can say, I'm living with a single kidney. So always I have to be very careful with the... I'm sorry, we forgot that during our chat. It's very, very important. You know, the, the fact that you've lived with and somehow managed so well with just one kidney. Remarkable. Wow. <laughs> As of to my coach and my parents. And your DNA and your training yes. and everything about you. I did that um, test, no? So it's exactly it's saying, I don't need anyone to push for me to do any kind of exercise. That's in my gene. So I, I will go. Anju, thank you so much for sparing the time to chat to us. And I hope all of you enjoyed this wonderful conversation with the only lady in India still who has won a World Championship of Athletics medal. It's incredible, really, her achievements many, many years ago. But now, luckily, she is training and mentoring other youngsters as well who uh, we hope can succeed, follow her footsteps, or even better them. I'm sure she wouldn't mind. But we enjoyed talking to her and learning of her past and, of course, the present as well. And we do wish her the very best. But I hope you learned something new and, uh, of course, enjoyed the conversation. Remember, it's all about holistic wellness. And finally, it's all about you. It begins with you. It ends with you. So be well, be kind. And of course, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you again next time. You were listening to House of Wellness Season 2, powered by Himalaya Wellness Company, streaming on Geo Savan.